Hey guys, we are back with James 5, and this is the last one in James, correct? Last of James. All right, I am with Danielle again. You lucky ducks get to hear my sister <laughs> talk. Um, but today I am reading the chapter of James, and I do just want to encourage you to stick it out till the end, because just like how we mentioned last week, it does have some aggressive moments, but that's okay. They're trying to get a point across. Okay, I'm reading James 5 in the message. And a final word to you, arrogant rich. Take some lessons in lament. You'll need buckets for the tears when the crash comes upon you. Your money is corrupt and your fine clothes stink. Your greedy luxuries are a cancer in your gut, destroying your life from within. You thought you were piling up wealth. What you've piled up is judgment. All the workers you've exploited and cheated cry out for judgment. The groans of the workers you used and abused are a roar in the ears of the master avenger. You've looted the earth and lived it up, but all you have to show for it is a fatter than usual corpse. In fact, what you've done is condemn and murder perfectly good persons who stand there and take it. Meanwhile, friends, wait patiently for the master's arrival. You see farmers do this all the time, waiting for their valuable crops to mature, patiently letting the rain do its slow but sure work. Be patient like that. Stay steady and strong. The master could arrive at any time. Friends, don't complain about each other. A far greater complaint could be lodged against you, you know. The judge is standing just around the corner. Take the old prophets as your mentors. They put up with anything, went through everything, and never once quit, all of the time, honoring God. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. You've heard, of course, of Job's staying power, and you know how God brought it all together for him at the end. That's because God cares, cares right down to the last detail. And since you know that he cares, let your language show it. Don't add words like, I swear to God, to your own words. Don't show your impatience by concocting oaths to hurry up God. Just say yes or no. Just say what is true. That way, your language can't be used against you. Are you hurting? Pray. Do you feel great? Sing. Are you sick? Call the church leaders together to pray and anoint you with oil in the name of the Master. Believing prayer will heal you, and Jesus will put you on your feet. And if you've sinned, you'll be forgiven, healed inside and out. Make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Elijah, for instance, human just like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't, not a drop for three and a half years. Then he prayed that it would rain, and it did. The showers came and everything started growing again. My dear friends, if you know people who have wandered off from God's truth, don't write them off. Go after them, get them back, and you will have rescued precious lives from destruction and prevent an epidemic of wandering away from God. Whew, that one felt longer to me. Made it. I actually think it was a little bit longer than the last few, but... If you made it past the first, how, <laughs> the first six. Nine verses. Yeah, yeah maybe nine um, verses. I do think the um, the end really does kind of sum up the entire chapter and the entire book for that matter. But I do want to address the first few verses, one through eight-ish. Yeah, no, one through six. six. Um, I really think 
that James, what he's trying to bring across in this area is just that money can destroy you if you allow it. That um, living to look a certain way can destroy you. I've even noticed as when I was like a teenager and I remember thinking this particular number, I would feel so wealthy if I made Mm -hmm. this every year. And then if you hit that number or you made that in a paycheck or someone paid you something like that for a service that you did and then all you can think about, well, if I made this and -hmm. then you just end up getting caught in this nearly black hole of greed. Like a one-up greed. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it it is such a, um, it's such a worldly response that's really difficult to overcome. You have to be very aware. And so I love that James pretty much just lays it out there like, don't be arrogant and rich. Don't be greedy. Your yeah. money is corrupt and your fine clothes stink. Right. I just think that that's funny. But even the very last verse of this chapter talks about going and chasing after the one life. Yeah. And it, I think it's such from the very top to the very bottom, it is an exact switch of priority and care and value. If you value the one life, you're, not your reward, but the reward in heaven is much greater than... You arrogant rich. It is. It flips it on its head from the very top of the verse to the very end. Yeah. Well, I think once we kind of like, okay, so we've eaten that beginning part and now we get to move on. I think it's pretty awesome that it talks about just staying steady and strong. Um, and then James references Job, which I don't know if anyone else has a difficult time with the book oh, of man. Job, but I really do. However, one thing I love is that at the end of the book, when Job is rewarded for his faithfulness and for his, what does it say? His staying power. God did really bring it all together for him at the end. And he cared last down to the last detail. And I think sometimes we get caught up in this, um, like, uh, this feeling that we need to do things on our own. We need to Mm -hmm. make things happen on our own. And just forgetting that God really does care about every detail of our lives. He knows the things that are on your mind right now during this podcast. He knows the things that have been sitting on the back burner of your life. He knows the areas where you've struggled or failed and still he cares. And he, I, I like to think about it like this, like when, when you see somebody coming from their car with 17 bags of groceries and you're standing there capable of helping them. And essentially you're like, hey, can I help you? And they're like, no, I got it. I think sometimes we're that person trying to carry in 17 grocery bags. And God is like, just trust me. I can help you do this. And I'm going to do it way better than you could do it on your own. You're not going to have those grocery lines on your arms. Yeah, those hurt. Those stay. Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, even the, it's right in there when he's talking about Job. It says, what a gift, what a gift life is to those who stay the course. Yeah. And if you're, my course is the 17 grocery bags. Like if you were to plant your feet in and think that and never allow for the, not the correction of God, but the option for God to come in and help make the path clearer. Mm-hmm. I think we make things more difficult on ourselves than it needs to be, but just being tender enough to hear um, the quick corrections or the the humble turnings of God to say, mm-hmm. I can take at least two of those bags. Yeah. Let me take three of those off of your left arm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. those, that's when it becomes like, you get to see the beautiful gift mm-hmm. that is staying the course. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to carry the heavy things. Yeah. I um, I do get excited about that last section that talks about oh, 
the prayer of someone living right with God is powerful to be reckoned with. Um, I, I don't know if anyone else has felt really powerless in this kind of season, just like I can't change politics and I can't change, um, I can't change a lot of things immediately, but I can pray. And I don't know, Danielle, I don't know if you've been prompted, but I have really been prompted to pray like pretty much since March-ish, maybe Mm -hmm. April. I've just been like, that's just felt like the thing that I need to make sure that I'm doing every day. And I love that it just says, like, believing prayer will heal you, even when it talks about being sick or when it talks about hurting. Um, Like, believe that prayer will heal you and Jesus will put you on your feet. And I think, you know, sometimes that's physical, Mm -hmm. sometimes that's financial, sometimes that's spiritual or emotional. And believe that Jesus will put you on your feet. I love that. Um, Something that has been really important is reminding myself of the faithfulness of God, that God has already been faithful to me. Um, That allows my prayers. It feels like it gives substance to some of my prayers. Like I know I can back this. Like it's, it's a, it's a something that I've seen God do before. Mm -hmm. And I was just listening to someone and someone mentioned about worship when it is like your communication with God, like God, you're faithful, you are merciful, you are kind, you are just, you are gracious. They said, And it was just a cool, um, I guess, comparison of life when you commune with God and then you commune with other people. Because he was saying it's so much easier than once I've gotten that language with God to be able to tell someone like, oh yeah, God is merciful. God is kind. God is just. Like I know these words are him. Mm -hmm. And so in the, if we can give like a call to action, I don't know if that's a thing for this, but maybe I'm new to this, so I don't know what the protocol is. You do your thing, chicken wing. But... The call to pray and pray and exhort God, like give him all the praise and the glory yeah. in your prayers. It, ch- it shifts the things of, I wonder if God will answer my prayer. Does he hear me? And it shifts mm-hmm. it to God first, mm-hmm. me second, not my things that God hears. Like, mm-hmm. God, you're good. And I know that X, Y, and Z come out of my worship to you, my mm-hmm. prayer to you. Even the portion... That says, pray for each other so that you can live whole and healed. How often do we pray for each other mm-hmm. other than, and I mean, I'm challenging myself in this, yeah, me other too. than to pray for healing. Like, Lee, yeah. you have a headache. Will you pray for me? Totally. Like, that's easy. But even in like the next decisions and the next steps and even like the things that they're doing now with mm-hmm. people in your world, whoever it is around you, maybe be more active in praying for them. Yeah. With them and not with them, however you yeah. want to do it. But I think it is a key to living together whole and healed, Yeah, which I think the world could use a little more of. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this, but when we were younger, we, it was like a really clear thing that they told us, like our leaders would tell us, like, you're not allowed to play, pray with the opposite gender because there is like a connection that happens when you pray Mm -hmm. together. And so for you married couples, pray together (laughs) for, I, I even feel like, like we, um, we forget sometimes that that really is like things happen when we pray. Mm-hmm. They are powerful and to be reckoned with our prayers are. And um, I mean, obviously there is a condition there, the prayer of a person living right with God. Right. So let's, I mean, let's do the first things first. Let's get ourselves right with God. And then let's just believe that our prayers are powerful mm-hmm. and believe them. And lastly, I just kind of want to close with those last two verses that just talk about... Um, If you know someone who's wandered away from God, go after them. Mm -hmm. Um, I love 
like God is a redeeming God. Nobody is too far gone. Um, if maybe we're talking to someone who has wandered away from God, um, I just want to encourage you. You are not too far gone. There's nothing that is wasted in the kingdom of God. And so if you feel like you're bringing God a lot of baggage or a lot of poor decisions, you know what? He is the only one that can turn ashes into gold. And I really do believe that he can do that with your life. And if maybe you've had friends that you're um, believing for their return, their redemption even, um, keep praying for them, but do some active steps. Take some active steps toward them. Because I really do believe that like showing the love of God sometimes just looks like giving your attention to the person in front of you and giving giving a conversation. Yeah. Opening up Mm -hmm. a line of conversation. So that is all I really had for this chapter. Um, It did feel like a relatively large chapter full of interesting title topics. Yes. But they changed a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing to me though, how like it ends and it leaves this beautiful sweet taste in your mouth. Like my dear friends, if you know people who have wandered off from God's truth, don't write them off. Go after them. I love that. Mm -hmm. So we're just believing for you today. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, We're going to be back next week and we will not see you. You will hear us then. (laughs) (laughs) You will hear our voices next week. Bye. Bye.